Hey champions, happy new year again. What changes would you like to see ngayong 2021? I mean, now that 2020 is behind us, are you hoping that the vaccine will just take away the pandemic and everything will be sort of back to normal? You know, we want to see the government change the restrictions so we can travel and gather together without fear of getting sick. We hope that schools and businesses and the economy will change for the better so that people can get education, get a job and prosper. But will 2021 magically change everything? Kung hindi sa 2021, kailan? At paano? Now, last week, we talked about don't be a conformer, but be a transformer. Because when you change, everything changes. So don't wait until the government changes. You know, don't expect that to change your life. A vaccine won't heal a troubled marriage. Getting a new job won't take away temptation to sin. Getting back to school cannot bring intimacy with God. But when I change, everything changes. Sabihin mo yan sa sarili mo. When I change, everything changes. Michael Jackson had a song called, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I love the lines of this. This week, we ask a lot of people kung anong nais mong mabago o baguhin sa buhay mo. And there were different answers that were kind of surprising. Wow! Wow! It seems like many people are wanting to make changes. Kung nais mong makaroon ng change at maranasan ng pagbabago sa buhay, you're in the right place. This is a two-part series on change is coming. And would you like to know how to make change? Well, today's message is one of the master keys for effortless change. But first, to save you the time, sabihin ko how not to make a change, and then I'll share with you how to make a change. It will not be effective if you try hard to make a change. Now, that seems like, na dapat try hard, no? But Trying hard is not an effective way to make change. Ask a chain smoker if he ever tried to stop smoking. Tanong mo sa alcoholic kung effective yung pag-double up ng kanyang efforts na tigilin ng pag-iinom. They've tried it before. And maybe you've tried before to make some changes. Maybe you tried to stop looking at pornography or quit using bad languages or stop gossiping. Many people sincerely want to make changes, but desire or sincerity is not enough. 
It's not enough to try hard to be a good person, a better person. It's not enough that you want to be nice and you want to help the poor because even if you desire, even if you have sincerity, sapusumo, it doesn't guarantee that you can make a change. Example, if I need to lift 500 kilogram weights and I sincerely want to, it doesn't mean that magagawa ko yan because it's beyond my power. I need a power, a strength that I don't have. And this is the struggle that Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 7, verse 24 to 25. It's a message Bible. He says, I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Then the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He can and will help you to make a change. Na hindi mo magagawa sa sarili mo. I mean, the Bible has so many instructions from God that are really impossible. Like sinabi ni Jesus, um, love your enemies. Grabe naman, mahirap yun. Sabi niya, forgive the people that persecute you. And mismong God, sabi niya, be holy just like I am holy. That's a pretty tall order. Ang hirap kaya. And when some people were listening sa taas ng standard ni Jesus, sa taas ng kanyang expectations, ang tanong nila is, e kung ganon, who can be saved? And Jesus answered, with man it's just impossible, but it's not impossible with God. All things are possible with God. And so, if you think you're going to change yourself, I'm telling you, you can't do it by yourself. You need a miracle. You could try to change yourself by yourself using your own power or, this is a better way, let God transform you through His power. And today, we're going to share with you the key to unlock change. Number one, the power of God. God's power. Now, I'm going to use the word grace. Kasi ang biyaya ng Diyos, ito ang aking definition. I hope to share it with you. God's grace is God's power flowing into me to enable me to do what He wants me to do and to become who He wants me to be. Now, let's say that again. God's grace is God's power flowing into me to enable me to do what He wants me to do and to become who He wants me to be. You see, real change, the power to really change, doesn't come from within. It, it's an imported ability. Alam mo yung ibig imported. It's like sa Philippines, apples are imported. Fresh milk or even gasoline is imported. Ibig sabihin, kailangan na bring it in from abroad because we don't have those locally. Well, God's power, His grace is imported. It's a gift coming from Him into you. And good news is that Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says that He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies by His Spirit who lives in you. Sinasabi niya, 
the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. Yung mismong power na ginamit niya on Jesus' dead body, yan din ang mismong power na yan gagamitin ng Diyos to bring resurrection to the dead areas of your life. Maybe to your dead finances, to your dead attitude, to your dead habits. God is going to raise you. That's His power to bring change. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, God is working in you, giving you the desires, giving you new imported desires that you didn't have, and the power to do what pleases Him. So we see grace is a gift na hindi ito binibili. It's for it's not for sale. It's for give. It's a grace gift na binibigay. See, grace is a gift na hindi binibili, kundi binibigay. And for every occasion, whatever change you need sa buhay mo, remember, when I change, everything changes. When you change, everything changes. Titus chapter 2, verse 12 says it's the grace of God that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled and upright godly lives. So the grace power that God gives us teaches us or enables us to make the impossible changes possible. Before, if you're giving in to worldly passions, now you would have self-control. If before you were ungodly, God now changes you to be godly. You want to have these changes? Do you want to know how this works? Well, it happens in two phases. Phase one and phase two. Phase one is a new life. And phase two is a new lifestyle. So if you love new things, it's because God loves new things. God especially loves newborn babies. And phase one of change comes through new life, a new life that's born. And when you first trusted Jesus, you accepted him, your spirit was reborn and you got a new life. Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 3, that when you're born from above, you get to see and enter God's kingdom. If anyone, kung sino man nakipag isa kay Kristo, isa siyang bagong nilalang. Wala na ang dating pagkataon niya. Siya'y bago na. In the Greek language, there's two words for new. And it would either be neos, neos, have you heard that word? Or kainos. Now the Greek word neos is referring to like time or a quality of new things. So kung ang tinapay ay uh, luma or yung milk na papainis na and you've experienced that before and you want a newer updated bread which is the same thing but a better version well that's one kind of new the other new Greek word for new is kainos and that's a new kind a completely new thing that you've never had before it's not even the same category Parang mga caterpillars na transform into or metamorphosis is a transformation not to a prettier worm but to a new butterfly. And everything about that is new. 
The caterpillar is no longer a caterpillar. He's now a butterfly. The caterpillar has a new diet. And Tanyang's appetite changed. He has vision that he'd never had before. Mula sa black and white, nakakita ng butterfly ng color. And has compound eyes with new perspectives. Ang kanyang mga galaw, hindi nagumagapan sa dirt, but the butterfly flies above it all. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, it says that the new life that, that God births in us is not from a perishable material, but from life-giving words from God. Na hindi nabubulok. And that seed of God's word, it, it gets into your spirit. And when you receive that, you get a brand new DNA. Sa pagtanggap mo kay Jesus, nakakaroon ka ng bagong DNA that you've never had before. If you don't know it or believe it, it's still true for those in Christ. But it won't benefit you as much as one who's living with this awareness. So phase one is a new life. Phase two is a new lifestyle. A new life can happen sa pagtanggap kay Jesus instantly. But a new lifestyle happens through a process. Not an event, not a destination, but a journey. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't be like the people of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And then you will know how to do everything that's good and pleasing to Him. In Ephesians 4, verse 22 to 24, you were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin you through all those desires that deceive you. However, you were taught to have a new attitude, a kainos attitude. You were also taught to become a new person, not just updated the same old you na improved, but a new, a kainos person, new creation, created, listen, to be like God with a life that truly has God's approval and is holy. That new life that you get when you receive Christ is how you become, but the lifestyle is how you behave. So phase one is becoming and phase two is behaving. When you accept Jesus Christ, you become God's child. And when you get new life from Him, it's just the beginning. Parang yung relationship natin with God is like any family. You're born as a baby and you instantly, the moment you're born, you get this DNA, an identity. You have a family. But then it takes years to grow and learn and develop a lifestyle that helps bring new life to other people. Change is not your best self-efforts. Change is a process, but it's a God-empowered partnership. Change is not your self-effort. It's a process, but it's a God-empowered process. The power is from God and the permission is from you. When you yield, you're giving submission to God. You're surrendering yourself to Him. In Philippians 3 verse 13, Sabini Paul, I don't consider that I have 
fully made it on my own. But one thing I do, I forget the past and reach forward to that which lies ahead. I've got the new life and I'm in the process of developing a new lifestyle. But it's all by God's power flowing into you, giving you the ability to do whatever changes that God would have you do and to become the changed person that God desires for you to be. So I pray that you'll have the new life in you by receiving Jesus. And then you'll get the new lifestyle and get on that process of being transformed by renewing your mind. Because God's power is at work in you, giving you the desires and the power to fulfill the right desires that God wants. Let's pray together. In the name of Jesus, I just pray that you will not try harder by your own good works, but that you will trust in the grace of God and let His power transform you from the inside out. Thank you, Father, that we are saved by grace through faith. And this is from you and not from ourselves. And I pray that as we humble ourselves and submit to you, your power will flow and bring transformation. So what area that we need to change. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's our attitude, wrong habits. Help us to change by your grace in Jesus' name. Now this week, I want you to remember this phrase. Humbly receiving God's word brings grace and faith. Humbly receiving God's word brings grace and faith. Would you say that with me? Humbly receiving God's word brings grace and faith. See, it positions you to have grace when you humble yourself. Because Sabini James chapter 4 verse 6, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humbly receiving God's word. God's word is how we get faith. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when you humbly receive God's word, it brings grace and faith. James chapter 1, verse 21 says, get rid of, change it out, get rid of filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted, imported into your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. This week, I want you to think about this image of stagnant water. Is there some kind of creek or pond na nakita mo na ang tubig na stuck up at hindi nagbabago, hindi nagflow out at walang bago na, na tubig na pumasok? Is there something in your life maybe that you want to change? Pero you feel you got stuck up. Why is it? Why should we want to change? Because it produces growth success and fruit in our lives. If you're not really changing, you're not really growing because all growth takes some change. And like the creek or the pond, the may stagnant water, it becomes a place na kung saan andun yung mga mosquitoes, it foams up, nagiging marumi, may baho, at nakakaparwisyo ng iba. Do you want a life like that? 
Or do you want a life that's flowing like a stream? Isang bukal na tuloy-tuloy na may constant movement of the old water out and you're open to receive fresh new flow to be a blessing to others. Will you pray right now? Lord, show me the things to change in my life. Lord, open my heart and my mind and I ask you to help. Help me by your grace, by your power, not my own best efforts, not by my own sincerity, but by your power. Bring change to the way I think, the way I feel, and the way I behave. Baguhin mo po, Lord, ang aming mga pag-iisip at pagsasalita, mga pagpapasya, that we will do everything ayon sa iyong kalooban. And we cannot do it. It's impossible without your grace. But by your grace, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. In Jesus' name, bless you. And we'll see you back next week with the part two of how to bring lasting change.